This Week in Wealth is powered by Alpha Wealth Group. If you're serious about retirement and have saved $250,000 or more, call Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino now, 630-934-1855 or alphawealthgroup.com. Alpha Wealth Group, retirement made simple. This episode of This Week in Wealth is sponsored by Alpha Wealth Group. Tom Fortino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered advisor, WGN Radio, and RWA are not affiliated. Here's WGN Radio's Elise Glink and Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino. Hey, good morning, Chicago. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. Happy Labor Day weekend. I hope you're not laboring too hard. Uh, I'm Elise Glink. I'm a WGN radio talk show host. I'm a financial journalist, and I am the CEO of Best Money Moves, my financial wellness company. And I'm Tom Fortino, the founder and principal of the Alpha Wealth Group right here in the Chicagoland area. So we've got some terrific information for you today. Pull out a piece of paper, get your favorite pen or pencil ready, or if you're just going to take notes at your computer or on your iPad, go for it. If you want to talk with Tom, uh, ask him a question, 630-934-1855, or you can always go to alphawealthgroup.com. Uh, you had a whole bunch of really interesting calls last week, Tom, and I, maybe in the second part of the show today we'll get yeah. into some of those. Uh, there were some very yeah. good questions, particularly around great. our annuity show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. There were some great well, questions, and it's always nice when we can help people out. Yeah. And and definitely to you know ask Tom a question, 630-934-1855, because he does actually call everybody back <laughs> and talk to them. All right. Uh, let's start with interest rates. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, this has been such an interesting week of news. But we saw that Cleveland Federal Reserve President Loretta Mester, I think is how you pronounce her last name, she said this week, she's a voting member of the Federal Reserve Bank, and um, she said she sees interest rates rising considerably higher before the central bank can ease off, ease off meaning mm-hmm. lower interest rates. So they're going to raise interest rates mm-hmm. until they can lower them in the fight against inflation. But she said she sees benchmark interest rates rising above 4%, and that is well above the target for two and a quarter to two and a half percent for the federal funds rate. 4% is significantly above where we are now. Mm-hmm. And that just means that mortgage interest rates, the APR and credit cards, I mean, all kinds of consumer debt is going to go up, right? Well, that's true. But I also think, here's the, on the flip side, I think we're getting back to maybe some normalization, right? I mean, it's just, you know, when you, when you have 12 to 15 years or whatever, how long it's long been when we've been running these zero interest rates, that just is unsustainable. And unfortunately, you know, so there's pros and cons to this, but hopefully, and there might be some um, pain to get to where we think, but where we should be, I guess. It's not so bad because the savers, the people on fixed incomes and fixed rates, boy, they were getting penalized over the years. You remember you used to have that passbook savings and you get 4 or 5% on your, on your bank account? That's un- oh, yeah, I'd, unheard I'd bring of. that in. How often would you bring in your little book? I'd bring it in like once was, every six years and it would go, and they're like, oh, look how much I have. It was Sorry. a rite of Sorry. passage, and it's unfortunate that you know when you're in this for so many years, you almost get uh, numb to what is reality with interest rates. So I think ultimately this will be a good thing. Now, what does that mean? I think there's maybe some chance or opportunity for people to start looking at some of these and maybe getting some rates you can ladder 
um, certain things. I mean, there are CDs, but there's also these fixed annuities, which typically have a higher rate, like a two-year or a three-year. There's two years that are paying 3.5%. Three years are paying over 4%. So, again, wow. you can look at saying on my fixed piece of my portfolio, not all of it, on a position of it, um, maybe I want to lock into some of these rates. You can ladder them. So when the two-year um, comes due and you can take those funds and maybe rotate them if rates go up to a higher rate, you know, these are things that we can do in our portfolio. We'll say, okay, the rates are going up. Maybe I can take advantage and do some things here, and it can benefit me. So there's, there's things to start to look at as it relates to our overall portfolio. All right, so I pulled up the FRED economic data, which is from mm-hmm. uh, St. Louis Federal Reserve Bank. And the federal funds rate, to your point, has been near zero since December of 2008. It was 0.16. Mm-hmm. And the highest it's been <clears throat> since 2008 was about 2.4 in May of 2019. And then we ended up having the pandemic, right? And so it dropped mm-hmm. all the way down to literally 0.8, uh, mm-hmm. 0.08. So zero. And now we're back to 1.68. So if she's saying that the federal funds rate could be as high as 4%, boy, that's a lot of pain because we haven't seen a federal funds rate that high since, oh, 2007. I'm looking mm-hmm. at the data, so it's, it's looked like 2007. And then just for some perspective, folks, for kicks. And <laughs> actually, I know, I, I'm going to ask you this, Tom, because I think it's, it's really good for everybody to see how smart you are. When is the Uh-oh. last time? The federal. What was the all-time high for the federal funds rate? Do you remember? Twenty percent. Around twenty percent, right? Um, wow. And do you remember it was like nineteen point 80? something something? And do you remember mm-hmm. when that was? I'm going to say it was in the eighty, in early eight, nineteen eighty, or but is that exactly right. right. It was. Um, it's. It, you're you're on the money wow. this Sunday morning. <laughs> I'm surprising so, myself. <laughs> it was 17.68 in 1980, and then it jumped up to basically over 19%. It never quite hit 20%, but it mm-hmm. went up over 19%, um, like around 1981, you know, mm-hmm. sometime in 1981. And then mm-hmm. we fell into that big recession, you know, back in 1982, and everything started to come down. It's never been that high since. Right. Or yeah, even and, close. Yeah, and these rates, I mean, going back to that time, I had, this was a number of years uh, ago, not, I don't know how many years, but the tw- they, I had a client who had a 20-year treasury paying like 8 to 10%. Oh, so that's Most that's of I'm that saying. stuff got called, but wouldn't that be just great? Eventually, it, 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 you know, it matured and so on. But I'm saying that's why there's potentially to take a look and be aware of what's out there from a fixed standpoint on your fix, because certainly as interest rates go up, some of these, we've seen the aggregate bond index is negative year to date. So people are looking at this fixed portion of their portfolio and saying, why is it going down? That's why. And so maybe there's an opportunity here to revisit on a portion of that fixed and try to lock in. There's a 10-year that's getting 6%. I'm not saying lock into a 10-year, but you can ladder these. And, and again, these are some opportunities to say, I'm going to protect principal, but maybe I can get a little interest on it in the same at the same time. And, and let me just point out that you don't need to get the highest return on your money to win. What is mm-hmm. winning anyway, right? Winning mm-hmm. is you've got enough money to pay for the life you want and need mm-hmm. to lead and and the debts that you have to, you know, pay back or whatever. That's Agreed. winning is 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 managing that effectively. Mm-hmm. Winning is not getting an eight, a 19% return or a 28% return when a 6% return would do just fine for you. That's right, because those higher returns, in fact, I've run, you know, we've talked about the Monte Carlo analysis. It's interesting. You can have lower rates with lower volatility. You will outperform. 
higher rates with higher volatility. So we again, uh, you know, a balanced approach and uh, and returns that are are um, more consistent typically you know can win the day. And so we have to be aware of this as we're looking at our plan. Um, I mean, there's a lot of pieces to it. But it's not always about hitting home runs, and and so it's the old I kind of protect my principal. It was Will Rogers said, you know, yeah. it's more of a return of my principal than a return on my principal. So, <laughs> well, we we have to take a quick break, but this is going to be a great segue into the different risks that <clears throat> retirement risks that people aren't even paying attention to. There are five big ones, and we were going to get to that just after the break. So stay with us. You're listening to this week in wealth on 720 WGN. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Glink here with Tom Fortino. You can reach us at 630-934-1855, alphawealthgroup.com. Leave us a message, take some notes, ask some questions. Hey, whatever. We're, we're available to you, 630-934-1855. All right, Tom, I, got, I want to go into the whole idea that there are some real retirement risks that people are not even paying attention to. Mm-hmm. There was a new paper out from the Center for Retirement Research, and they said there are, in in order, uh, I guess, greatest risk first, longevity risk. You're running mm-hmm. out of money because you live so long. And that's, I, I guess, the data this week that said that life expectancy in the U.S., thanks to COVID, had shortened again for the second year in a row. <laughs> Setting that aside, longevity <laughs> risk. Number two, health risk, high medical expenses eating into your monthly income, serious risk. Third one, market risk, losing money in the stock market or the housing market, which I would guess that people are voting as number one, even though it isn't. Family risk, divorce, death of a spouse, other family issues that get in the way of achieving your dreams. And then finally, policy risk, taxes going up, social security benefits going down, you know, the whole way to how do you how do you deal with this kind of risk? These are risks that people, mm-hmm. I think, aren't even aware of. Well, you know, I think un- un- unfortunately sometimes it's difficult because there was a Harris poll which I've cited before. Seventy percent of the respondents said, "Look, we think this planning, this retirement planning, is is too complicated, and you you get bombarded with okay, longevity risk, healthcare risk, market risk, all these." You know, that's why, you know, uh, I've talked about it, why I try to uh, summarize or, or consult, give a, the five pillars, I'm sorry, the five pillars, those five pieces of your plan. And it covers these areas, you know, having an investment plan, having an income plan, having a tax plan. And so then you can, you, you know, you have an approach and it's really coming back to having a plan. It answers and addresses some of these things. For example, you know, if you have income, uh, coming in every year for the rest of your life, and these are we, again, we want to discern between income and assets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to come in for as long as you're as long as you live. The the average life expectancy for someone age sixty five, well, a male is eighty four point three, female eighty six point seven, and so if you can create a plan that says I have an income stream coming in for the rest of my life, regardless of how long I live. Social Security is an example. Pension is an example. We talked about annuities before. These are lifetime income streams. Well, okay, now I can maybe at least minimize the risk there. I've done that. The second piece is tax. We talk about taxes. You mentioned that. Mm-hmm. What am I doing to get to tax-free? And that's part of these five pillars. You know, Am I trying to contribute to Roth? Am I using HSAs, which give me a tax benefit, health savings accounts, but also can be used for health care? 
right? And so there's just a number of things we can be doing and controlling things we can, and it's all about coming back to getting our arms around this whole what does a retirement plan mean? My definition is the five pillars. And then you start addressing all these things. You start checking the box. You have an estate plan in place. That's one of them. Documents to control if a spouse is is, uh, incapacitated for powers of attorney. And then to the extent, you know, you have the trust and all these other things. So this is how you have to approach it. It's just you got to get a plan in place. I don't mean to oversimplify it, but that's the approach. Right. But, you know, there's another risk here that isn't even talked about for people that haven't retired yet. You know, job risk. So I heard from Mm -hmm. somebody out in California this week who had worked for a city government. uh, He's an attorney and had put in 22 years with the city, had vested, but was planning Mm -hmm. to retire in another 18 months when he he hit the, you know, the maximum amount that he was Mm going to get. And out of the blue, a new person came in and fired him. And, you know, he realized (laughs) that he had to officially retire or the plan that they had put in place with what he had vested so far, which wasn't going to be enough now that he's had to retire two years early. But the plan was that the uh, vesting or the... um, the pension is for he and his spouse. They take a lower amount, but they both get it for the rest of their lives. That's the mm-hmm. plan, right? Mm-hmm. But if something happened because he got let go on a Friday and he didn't do anything till Monday and he died over the weekend, neither, you know, he wouldn't get anything and his spouse wouldn't get anything. So he had to officially retire that afternoon without having any idea of, of you know, nobody said anything about Cobra and he, you know, final payout. Mm-hmm. Like, it was the worst firing ever. <laughs> I yeah. mean, the fact that he got fired was terrible. But this is, you know, a huge risk that, that this plan that you put in place goes kapoo, you know, mm-hmm. blows up uh, in a moment. And then what do you do? Well, you know, the thing about it is you control what you can. I mean, there's certain things we just can't control, but certainly we can control. You know, and this gets back to being organized, and we talked about this last time. We've talked about it a number of times. How many of us know where everything's at and what our pension plan says, right? I mean, when I sit down with someone, I say, get the information. Call your pension provider. Get all the information on it. What is your payouts going to be? So now you can start to plan. I don't care if it's five years out, but now you know where the income's coming from. You can start making decisions today Mm. that will impact you down the road, I believe. And so really it's about getting gathering up all this information and getting organized. The job issue obviously is disheartening. It's a very it's it's unfortunate. I've come across that before. Where someone said I plan on working another year or two and and that just didn't work. It's not you know and they don't control that. But what what can we do to mitigate that risk as much as possible? The flip side is the good news is that there's some job openings and if you can continue to work even to pay the expenses but not touch investments, that can make a big difference too. So sometimes it's like, look, I, I may not be contributing as much, but I'm also not drawing down my investments over the next few years, so I will still continue to work, right? Yeah, no, I think that's that's really helpful. And, you know, I know we were talking a little bit last week about, you know, the fact that Sam and I went through this process together. You know, this is how you've infiltrated my life, Tom. (laughs) We talk about this and then I go and I go and I process it. It's like my financial therapy with you. And then I go process that with my husband. Um, No, but seriously, we did an inventory of all of our accounts, right? Just the way Uh we tell people to do it. And then Mm -hmm. we did an inventory of our recurring income. We basically have no debt. 
And then we did, um, you know, this expected expenses. And we basically mm-hmm. just went with what we're spending now. We didn't say, oh, it'll be 85%. We just went with 100%. We fi- right. figure with inflation, better to be have a little extra money in our pocket. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we came up with, I think there's like a difference of maybe a little under 100000 between what our, our guaranteed income is going to be, right? Social Security, and I've got a very small pension from something, and we've got some rent coming in from a property we own. Like, all that together versus what we're spending. But it was such a helpful exercise to be able to understand, okay, we need to patch $100,000. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Are we going to do it with an annuity? Are we going to do it with bonds? Are we going to do it by just keeping working for a while, mm-hmm. which we plan to anyway? Um, it made me feel like there were backup backups to the plan, right? Yeah. You can have a plan A, then you get a plan B, and maybe these days, because the world is crazy, is C and a D. Yeah, and, and it, you know, I, I think, too, one of the great things about that is you minimize the uncertainty, you provide clarity, and now you can take action. And it's just, and you uncover some things you probably, I always say, when I say, you know, here's, I offer the worksheets, I offer the information, I say, I bet you, you're going to find things that you were totally unaware of. And so um, usually that is the, the, the case. And But it, it, the, the good thing about it is, you know, anything in life, you have to get organized before you take that next step. It's just like, as I said, if you go in to see the doctor, they don't say, okay, we're just going to go right and let's schedule the operation. It's like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's take a look and get understand what we have. What you know, they take the diagnostic test. They, they they figure out where you're where you stand. And this is kind of that process of your financial plan. It's it's figuring out okay, where do I stand today? Now I can start the plan. Right, which is really I think a big part of it. And I know for me anyway. And we're you know obviously winding down our time here. But uh, as you were talking last week about annuities and the fact that I think you said for. A million dollars, it would generate like sixty to seventy thousand, roughly, in income a year for the rest of your life. And I thought, oh, I can work with that. Like that gave me some ideas. Like, well, maybe I could do this, or maybe I could do this. And I think a lot of people don't have that kind of practical knowledge of. Well, here are some things that you can think of, and here's a real life number, which is why we keep encouraging people to call you, right? Because you know, you answered these questions for a person who called in this week who had the same question about an mm-hmm. annuity, got some very bad advice, I might say, um, where she should put 60% of all of her money into an annuity. And you were like, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, sometimes you just need a, a, a level yeah. set. So if you need a level set, call Tom, 630-934-1855, alphawealthgroup.com is the website and you can download all of the paperwork and do your own little organization just the way that I did and um, I think you'll feel better. You'll certainly sleep better at night. I know I did as well. All right, we are out of time, Tom. Sorry about this. Always. <laughs> but we'll be back next week, folks. We hope you'll join us again and have a really wonderful Labor Day weekend. Um, thanks for listening to This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN.
Tom Fortino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Advisor. Alpha Wealth Group, WGN, and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors. Insurance and annuities offered through Alpha Wealth Group, licensed in Illinois.